Today is the 10th day of March, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and repents of evil. Let us confess our sins against God and against our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the Tenth Day Morning Prayer, Psalms 50, 51, and 52. The Lord, the God of gods, has spoken. He has called the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, perfect in its beauty, God reveals himself in glory. Our God will come and will not keep silence. Before him there is a consuming flame, and round about him a raging storm. He calls to the heavens and the earth from above to witness the judgment of his people. Gather before me, my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. Let the heavens declare the righteousness of his cause, for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will bear witness against you, for I am God, your God. I do not accuse you because of your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I will take no bull calf from your stalls, nor he goats out of the pens, for all the beasts of the forest are mine, the herds and their thousands upon the hills. I know every bird in the sky and the creatures of the fields are in my sight. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the whole world is mine and all that is in it. 
Do not think that I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vow to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall honor me. But to the wicked, God says, why do you recite my statutes and take my covenants upon your lips? since you refuse discipline and toss my words behind your back. When you see a thief, you make him your friend, and you cast in your lot with adulterers. You have loosed your lips for evil and harassed your tongue to a lie. You are always speaking evil of your brother and slandering of your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept still, and you thought that I am like you. I have made my accusation. I have put my case in order before your eyes. Consider this well, you who forget God, lest I rent you and there be none to deliver you. Whoever offers me the sacrifice of thanksgiving offers and honors me. But to those who keep in my way will I show the salvation of God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, and your great compassion blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak and upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth, a sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me and will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin and I shall be pure. Wash me and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness that the body of you is broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. I shall teach your ways to the wicked, and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from death, O God, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness, O God of my salvation. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Had you desired it, I would have offered sacrifice, but you take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Be favorable and gracious to Zion, and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with the appointed sacrifices, with burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon your altar. You tyrant, why do you boast of wickedness against the godly all the day long? You plot ruin. Your tongue is like a sharpened razor, O worker of deception. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that hurt, O you deceitful tongue. O oh, that God would demolish you utterly, topple you, and snatch you from your dwelling, 
and root you out of the land of the living. The righteous shall see and tremble, and they shall laugh at him, saying, This is the one who did not take God for a refuge, but trusted in great wealth and relied upon wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will give you thanks for what you have done and declare the goodness of your name in the presence of the godly. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 2, beginning at the 25th verse. Circumcision, indeed, is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. So, if those who are uncircumcised keep the requirement of the law, will not their uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then those who are physically uncircumcised but keep the law will condemn you that have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For a person is not a Jew who is one outwardly, not in a true circumcision among external and physical. Rather, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and real circumcision is a matter of the heart. It is a spiritual and not literal. Such a person receives praise not from others, but from God. Then what advantage has the Jew, or what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way. For in the first place, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Would their faithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Although everyone is a liar, let God be proved true, as it is written, so that you may be justified in your words and prevail in your judging. But if our injustice serves to confirm the justice of God, what should we say? That God is unjust to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means. For then, how could God judge the world? But if through my falsehood God's truthfulness abounds to his glory... Why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not say, as some people slander us by saying that we say, let us do evil so that good may come? Their condemnation is deserved. What then? Are we any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under the power of sin, as it is written, there is no one who is righteous, not even one. There is no one who is understanding. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness. There is not even one. Their throats are open graves. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of vipers is under their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery are in their paths, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. 
O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring. You made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power. But your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners, that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart, and I make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me in accordance with your great mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 5, beginning with the 30th verse. Jesus said to the Jews, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is just, because I seek to do not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that his testimony to me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. Now that I accept such human testimony, but I say things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father has given me is complete. The very works that I am doing testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified on my behalf. You have heard his voice, you have not seen his form, and yet you do not believe his word abiding in you, because you do not believe in him who has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that testify on my behalf. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings but I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. If another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the one who is alone in God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. 
If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe what he wrote, how will you believe what he I say? Here ends the readings. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, by night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Reflection for Friday for the Week of Two Lent a reading from the Treatise Against Heresies by Arrhenius, Bishop of Lyon, from the year 202. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses says to the people, The Lord your God made a covenant at Horeb. He made this covenant not with your ancestors, but with you. Why did God make this covenant with their ancestors? Because the law is not aimed at the righteous. Their ancestors were righteous. They had the power of the Decalogue implanted in their hearts and in their souls. That is, they loved the Lord their God who made them and did nothing unjust against their neighbor. For this reason, they did not need to be admonished by written rebukes. They had the righteousness of the law in their hearts. When this righteousness and love for God has passed into oblivion and been extinguished in Egypt, God had necessarily to reveal himself through his own voice out of his great love for us. He led the people and the disciples out of Egypt in power, so that they might once again become gods and followers. He made them afraid, as they listened, to warn them not to hold their Creator in contempt. He fed them with manna, and that they might receive spiritual food. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses said, He fed you with manna, which your parents did not know, that you might understand that humanity will not live in bread alone, but will live by every word of God coming from the mouth of God. He goes on to command them to love himself and trained them to practice righteousness towards their neighbor so that they might not be unrighteous or unworthy of God. Through the Decalogue, he prepared them for the friendship with himself and for harmony with their neighbors. This was to their advantage. Through God, they needed nothing but Him. This raises humans to glory, 
for it gave them what they did not have, friendship with God. But it brought no advantage to God, for God did not need their love. Humankind did not possess the glory of God, nor could they attain it by any other means than through the obedience to God. This is why Moses said to the people, Choose life, that you may live in your descendants too. Love the Lord your God, hear his voice, and hold fast to him, for this is life for you and length of days. This was the life that the Lord was preparing humanity to receive when he broke in person and gave words of the Decalogue for all alike to hear. These words remain with us as well. They were extended and amplified through his coming in the flesh, but not annulled. God gave to the people separately through Moses the commandments that enslave. These were precepts suited to the instruction of their condemnation. As Moses said, The Lord commands me at this time to teach you precepts of righteousness and of judgment, the precepts canceled by the new covenant of freedom, the precepts that belong to human nature and to freedom and to all alike have been enlarged and broadened. Through the adoption of heirs, God has enabled humanity so generously and bountifully to know Him as Father, to love Him with His whole heart, and to follow His word unfailingly. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain, 
and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>